Hello and welcome to Walk by Faith with Diana. I'm Diana Abercrombie and I'm so excited that you're here. I can't wait to see where God takes us on this journey. My goal for this podcast is to dig into God's Word, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us, and teach us how to apply His Word to our lives, and then turn around and help others in their faith walk. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 4.4, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I don't think we can live it if we don't know it. I want us to dig into God's Word, pick the Scripture apart, and allow the Holy Spirit to teach us how to apply it in our lives. Again, thank you so much for being here with me. Let's start walking, shall we? Welcome to another podcast episode of Walk by Faith with Diana. You know, God's peace and His Word are so important in a Christian's life. And they are gifts from God that we should be very, very grateful for. We don't always think about them as gifts, but they are. Now, much like any other gift, we can choose to use them or we can choose to leave them sitting on the shelves of our hearts, never used and not doing us much good. Today, we will be in Colossians 3, 15 and 16, and we'll be talking about letting God's peace rule over everything else that tries to steal our peace and joy. We will talk about how important it is to let the word of Christ dwell richly in us. We'll talk about how important a grateful heart is, and then how putting all those together, God's peace His Word and a grateful heart are powerful tools that can help us turn our focus back to the only one who can give us peace when we're going through difficult times in our lives. Notice I said when we're going through difficult times, because if we live on this earth, we will have trouble. Scripture clearly tells us that. One of the verses that I so often use is John 16, 33, and you've heard me say it many times on the podcast, where Jesus tells us that in this world, we will have trouble, but we can have peace in him. The key is to remember that not only can Jesus give us peace, but he has already said that he left his peace with us. John fourteen twenty seven says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. We already have it. We just need to use the tools God gives us to stay in it. Now, before we go too far in this passage, I want us to go to the Lord in prayer and, and just invite the Holy Spirit in as we dig into his word today. Lord, I am so grateful for this time that you have brought us together. I am grateful for this podcast. I love to begin my prayers with how grateful I am because, oh, how it changes my mindset when I remember what I am am so grateful for and what I have to be grateful for. Lord, I am prayerful for each person who is listening to this podcast today. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would move in their hearts. I pray that as we go through Colossians 3, 15 and 16, that we would understand that we are to let your peace rule in our hearts, that there are going to be things that come along that your peace is going to have to rule over, and we are going to have to let it. 
Oh God, I'm grateful that you show us those things in your word. I'm grateful that you're with us. I'm grateful that you hear us. And I pray today for each person who's listening. I pray for myself that we would hear you today. Speak to our hearts. Open our eyes to to see what you have for us today. Give us a heart to receive what is in your word that we can take with us through our week and through the rest of our day that will help us focus on you and help us, oh Lord, I pray to hear you today. In Jesus' precious name, I pray. Amen. Let's go ahead and read our verses from Colossians today, and then we'll begin digging into them and just kind of digging in and picking them apart and just pulling out all those truths that God always has for us. And I, I really do pray that these verses today will speak to your heart in a special way. They definitely have spoken to mine. They have been go-to verses for me for quite a while now, and I'm just so grateful for them. And I believe that you will feel the same way and that God will use Use them mightily in your hearts and in your lives. Colossians 3, 15 and 16 say, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Okay, let's talk about letting God's peace rule in our hearts. What does that mean exactly? What does that look like in our everyday lives? Well, if scripture tells us that we must let God's peace rule, then that must mean that there's something his peace is going to have to rule over. There will be things fighting for his peace in our hearts and in our lives. A personal experience of mine was many years ago, these verses just really came alive in my life. I was walking through a very difficult time in my life and I had absolutely no peace. Something had happened in my life that shook me to my core. I was hurt. I was confused. I was miserable. I could not let go of those feelings of hurt and pain, fear and anger. I just couldn't let them go. My mind just kept racing back and forth between fear and anger and hurt. It was all day, every day. I could not turn my focus away from the situation. I could not stop thinking about those things that had caused my heart to be so broken. I really was, I was miserable. I was reading my Bible one afternoon during this rough time in my life, this difficult season of my life, and I was reading Colossians chapter 3. I got to verses 15 and 16, and I promise you, it was like the Holy Spirit just popped me right upside of my head and said, this is for you. Stop. Go back and read it again. Now, at first, I kind of just kept reading, but that feeling that I, I needed to go back and read those verses again, just it kept eating at me. So I could not keep going. I had to go back. 
Have you ever had that happen? Like you just can't move on in your Bible reading because a certain scripture or a set of scriptures keeps calling you back. That's the Holy Spirit trying to speak to your heart. Don't ever ignore him in that. Go back and ask him what he is saying to you. So anyways, back to my story. At that point in my walk with the Lord, I was searching God's word for help and encouragement. I had been taught to go to God's word and that's what I was doing. But I can truthfully say that day, the way those verses just jumped out at me was unlike anything I had ever experienced before. I could not move on. The Holy Spirit had grabbed my attention and I had to go back and read them again and pray over them. And oh my goodness, what a difference they've made in my life. There were several things that the Holy Spirit began showing me. First, the word let just blew up in my face. It occurred to me, finally, that I had to let the peace of God rule. I had to let it take control of and rule over the hurt and angst that I had been feeling and holding on to. And I was holding on to it. I did not want to let go of the fear and anger that I had in my heart at that time. I just wanted to wallow in it. His peace was not going to force itself on me. And I realized that I was not letting the peace of God rule in my heart. I was letting my anxious heart stay in control of my emotions and my mind. I was choosing to stay fixated on the hurtful situation and the anger and hurt that I felt instead of letting God's peace rule. I absolutely was refusing to let God minister his peace to my, my wounded heart. I wanted to stay in my hurt for a while. I felt I had every right to be hurt. I thought I had every right to be upset, which looking back is, is partly true. But in Christ, I am free to choose joy over hurt, love over hate, forgiveness over anger and holding a grudge. I am free to allow God's peace to rule. I don't know about you, but that is very powerful. Now, I know right about now you're probably thinking, here we go again with this choosing thing that she always starts talking about in her podcast. But honestly, if I could get people to understand one thing in their walk of faith, once they've accepted Christ as Savior, it would be that in Jesus, we have a choice. Knowing that I can choose to turn from the anxiousness that Satan uses to keep me bound up in my emotions and turn to God, who has already given me his peace, if I will just turn to him in my sorrow, in my hurt, and in my anger, that has been such a life changer for me. Knowing that I don't have to focus on all the ugly that Satan keeps pushing in front of my face has blessed my life more than I can say. I will always and continually say that in Jesus, we have a choice. We do not have to let our emotions rule us. We can allow, we can let God's peace rule in our hearts. Now, let's talk about letting the word of Christ richly dwell within us. I'm not talking about someone else quoting the word of God or us going to church on Sunday or meeting in small group during the week. Don't get me wrong. All of that is very, very important. But I'm talking about allowing the word of God to dwell, live, come alive within us. 
If the word of God is living in us, then it is alive. It is not just a few verses that we memorized or know portions of. No, I'm talking about letting it live in us. If it lives in us, it becomes a go-to for us in difficult seasons of life. And it's what the Holy Spirit uses so often to speak to our hearts and answer our anxious spirit. The way to have the, the Word of God dwell richly within us, the way to do that, the way to accomplish that, is to spend time in it and ask the Holy Spirit when you go to read your Bible to teach you, to teach us, to teach you individually what it is that he has for you in his word that day. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart as you read. I can't even begin to tell you how important that is and what a difference it's made in my life when I began to sit with God's word by myself and ask the Holy Spirit to teach me something. It's powerful and it is amazing what he does through his word when you ask him to show you something in his word. It does come alive. The day those verses almost jumped off the page at me is when I realized that our Lord really does speak to us through his word. He opens our eyes to see things when we spend time in his word and ask the Holy Spirit to show us something. The other thing that has been so important in my life is how the Holy Spirit takes a portion of scripture. And because he knows exactly what is going on in my life, he's able to open my eyes to an entirely different meaning of that that scripture a whole different perspective it's no longer just words on a page it's absolutely alive and active in my life the holy spirit knows what is happening in my life and uses his word to teach me comfort me and convict me that is so powerful and he will do the same for you if you will go to him as you're reading his word and ask him to show you something speak to you in a certain way he already knows what's going on in your life now again he's not going to force us to dig into his word but we're always invited and the Holy Spirit who lives inside us, if we've accepted Jesus as Savior, wrote the Bible. He wrote the book. So who better to guide us through it? When he says, let the word of Christ richly dwell, then he is telling us that it takes more than a minute or two here and there for it to sink into our hearts for it to hide itself in our hearts so that we won't sin against God. We can spend just a few minutes here and there, but we will never have the full richness of his word dwelling within us and being alive in us if we don't commit to studying his word, spending time in his word, praying his word, and asking the Holy Spirit to show us what his word means to us and in our lives and to other people's lives. It's powerful and it's life-changing. Now, in both those verses, it speaks of being thankful and having a thankful heart. On the surface, that may not seem like such a big deal, but in my life, I know that when I am anxious and having a hard time focusing on my Lord, when I am fixating on whatever problems are going on in my life, every single time I have to ask myself, what are you grateful for? Because when we're focused on our problems 
how bad everything is. And I'm not saying that things aren't bad. There are times when they really are bad and we do have to focus on them and we, we will focus on them. That's just the way it is. But when we are in those situations, it's very important that we take a minute and say, what am I grateful for? A lot of times we, we're focusing on something that is happening or focusing on something that we don't have, that we wish we had in that situation, instead of being grateful for what we do have and what God has already done. And when we're in those situations that are particularly hurtful or challenging or whatever the, the case may be, it's very easy to lose sight of everything that we have to be grateful for. It's very, it's very easy to lose our grateful heart in those situations. Verse 15 says, be thankful. One of the definitions of be is to have a specified qualification or characterization. Another definition is to belong to the class of. So to be thankful is to stay in a mindset of gratitude. It's a part of our character. So we are easily drawn back to a heart of gratitude and a mindset of gratitude, even when something happens that for a moment may pull us away from that mindset. It's a state of being, not just a feeling here and there. Verse 16 says that we are to have thankfulness in our hearts. A grateful heart is key to being able to refocus our mind. In fact, when we stop and ask ourselves in the midst of whatever may be going on, what am I grateful for? Just asking that question helps us refocus. We can always be grateful for our Lord. He gave his life for us so that we could have a home in heaven, no matter what's going on on this earth. He gave his life for us so that we could have a home in heaven and spend eternity with him. If we can't think of one other thing to be grateful for and whatever it is that we're going for, going through, we can be grateful for that. We can be grateful grateful that he is always with us. We can be grateful that he knows what is happening in our lives and he's still in control. We can be grateful that he is God. We can be grateful that he loves us. We can be grateful that our names are inscribed in the palm of our hands, of his hands. We can be grateful that our walls are ever before him. He knows what's happening in our lives. If we would ask ourselves that simple question, what am I grateful for? It could make such a huge difference in what we focus on. I know it has in my life. And you know, even if we can't think of anything in the moment, in the crazy that we're in at the moment, we can always ask God to remind us of what we can be grateful for. He will. The point is to turn our focus from whatever it is that's going on to our God. He knows how important a grateful heart is in helping us stay focused on him. One other thing before we close. Verse 16 says that we are to teach and admonish one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. I love that because so often a song can touch my heart when nothing else can. I believe that if we allow the peace of God to rule, if we allow the word of God to dwell richly within us and be thankful, then we will have a song in our hearts and we will be able to help teach others through our relationship with our Lord and we will have a grateful heart. We will be grateful. As we close today, my prayer is that we examine our hearts and see where our level of gratitude lies. 
I pray that we will remember that we can let the peace of God rule in our hearts. And I pray that we will let the word of God dwell richly within us, come alive in us. Thank you for listening today. Please visit my website at www.walkbyfaithwithdiana.com. The podcasts are on iTunes. Please download them and leave a review. And you can email me your prayer request at walkbyfaithwithdiana at gmail.com. And thank you, thank you, thank you again for joining me today. I hope you have a great week. We will do this again next week, and until then, I promise you I will be praying for you as you walk by faith and not by sight.